up and down the floor. My hat is an animal, and once there was an animal, it had a sun that mowed the lawn. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Sequel and Remix. This is episode 343. I'm Mark Mike. Ready to go. Got our baseball talk out. Yeah. Got our comparing TV. We started out talking baseball. Talking semiconductors a yeah. little bit, briefly. Yeah, so there's, there's a song, Talking Baseball. So it's an old-timey tune. Do you know it? Are you familiar? We're talking baseball. Oh, yeah, that one, yeah. Okay. Do you know it, Three Players? He mentions? No. Me neither. I was trying to sing it. I was like, who? It's Willie and then two yeah. of the guys. I know the song. I know. Yeah. yeah. What What does he mention? We're talking baseball. Something. Willie, something. Something. Willie and Ted and, and Lou. Lou. Yeah, probably Willie, Lou. Willie, Ted, and Lou. That sounds right. If you know the answer, you can give us a call. Yeah. 1-800-DBTG. Uh, let us know. Yeah. That's our trivia of the day. <laughs> yeah. But uh, don't. It's on our system. Don't go listen to the song. No, don't Google it. From what? memory, what are the three? On our system. Yeah. Don't get confused with the Simpsons version of Talking Softball, where he mentions Homer. Because <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't think it was a famous... Uh, I think it probably was. Homer seems like an old name. Old-timey name. But the guy playing opposite uh, Honus Wagner, you know, second, was, uh, was a Homer. It was his cousin, Homer Wagner. Homer Wagner, and then there was, uh, you know... Uh, Honus. Homer and Andre. Yeah. The Wagner twin triplets. Twins. Yeah. Twinlets. And then, you know... Um, you know the, well, the, you know, the guy who... Did he invent baseball? Is that, is that, did Mythbusters do that? Abner Doubleday? You know... Baseball's yeah. full of names like that. Yeah, the history of baseball is... Um, and, and where it came from... Was there really an inventor of baseball? No, baseball evolved from, from like a a, a Native American yeah. game, right? So, um, uh, yeah, there's that documentary. Yeah, it's coming out on DVD. I saw. Uh, I was going through uh, you the, know. the the Ken Burns. Yeah, or it's getting a re-release. Oh, okay. My, my, okay. Maybe Blu-ray, 4K. I don't know. I think you can just stream that on Netflix. Yeah, but physical media. Game. We're going to talk about that in in the show. Uh, before that, what are you watching? Yeah, I watched a few things. I got some interesting stuff here. I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get too in on this, but I will say I finally after I don't know how how long it's been, fifteen months uh-huh. or so, first time back in the movie theater. Oh right. Um, absolutely, just felt it, man. Yeah. I walked in there, smelled the popcorn. It just felt good, you know, and it was such a relief. Like, I, I feel like that was the moment I needed to think that maybe there's hope for us. Yeah. You know, maybe we're going to get through this pandemic was I got to go to a movie theater. I felt safe in there, although the guy sitting like three seats down was hacking his lungs out. <laughs> but you know what? I'm vaxxed and waxed, baby. Yeah. Spit in my face. Maybe he had a just a, just a kernel stuck in the throat. I, I, I think... I trust people. He was just a guy with a cough. Yeah. Some people just cough, you know. It's going to happen. Some people just cough a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah the Rock probably coughs. The Rock, the Rock coughs time to time, yeah. Yeah. Nicholas Cage coughs, Nick, for yeah. crying out loud. Um, I had to see Quiet Place Part 2 in mm-hmm. the theater. 
I'll stop there. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've seen it yet. No, no, not yet. I'm stopping there. I'm not giving anything away. Two questions, not about the movie, but about the experience. Uh, did you, did anybody else in the theater applaud? There were no, there was no applause. I was wondering. I was wondering if like it was gonna be like an emotional thing. If people, I think people are saving their applause for the new Fast movie. Oh, okay. The Fast Saga Twelve or whatever. Because that's cinema. Yeah, that that's that's cinema, man. That that's yeah. like the first in movie experience. Yeah. You're, you're clapping. And then two, did it feel like there were more trailers? Felt like less trailers. Less trailers. Um, okay. And all the trailers I saw were readily available pre. Yeah. So no surprise trailers. All these movies were supposed to come out like two years ago. Like, so. you know, you see the Edgar Wright trailer. And yeah. yeah, I mean, so tr- on the preview side of things, nothing Didn't really feel like surprising. They were, yeah. yeah. Trying to cram um, more in there. But it still felt good to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I saw that. Um, I watched... I, I got a couple of interest, interesting ones interesting here, Mark. So, I watched a, a movie from 1998 starring Clive Owen. And it's called The Croupier. Okay, I would never guess that. Okay, The Croupier or The Croupier, depending yeah. on if you're French or British. Yeah. It, uh, it's an English uh, movie. So, Clive Owen, uh, a croupier, which I learned by watching the movie, is, I think it's a French term. But that is in the UK or in South Africa and maybe across Europe. That's a card dealer at a casino. Okay. So I'm in charge of the game, or you you would call your blackjack dealer a croupier, yeah. or your your roulette table guy a croupier, mm. right? So Clive Owen plays um, a a writer with no money. He needs a job. Deals cards. It's a pretty cool movie. Okay. Um, it's not. It's not a gambling movie. A lot of it does take place in a casino, and there's there's a lot of game. There's there's some roulette, and there's some card stuff going on, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really it's a really cool movie. I'd never heard of it. I just I was it was one of the things I was I was just like ah oh, what's on Netflix and I'm going through and I just saw I'm like good runtime. It was like it was like ninety minutes. Yeah. And I was like, Clive Owen, I love Clive Owen. I've never heard of this movie. I just hit, I just like, I could, I could browse Netflix all night and not pick anything. Yeah. So I try not to do that. I'm like, anything that interests me, I just, I hate play. And it was, it was good. It is a good movie. Um, 98, Clive Owen looks crazy young and weird. At one, at, at uh, uh, some parts of the movie, he's got uh, blonde dyed hair. I mean, Dude looks crazy with blonde hair. Yeah, it's interesting. That's a good. Uh, it's a good ad to take for Netflix. I think a lot of people should do that. I think they do a good job of curating your your likes based on what you watch, and I think a lot of people get in that. Oh, I just browse Netflix for two hours. Check. You're not going to find anything better. No, you're not going to uncover a gem by scrolling through an hour three. Yeah, just just if just, just something, something something piques your interest, just just yeah. go with it. You go down to like one of the genres. That they're advertising to you. Maybe you've heard of the first four. Maybe you've seen the first four. Let's click on that fifth one. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, I'm going to go back in time a little farther. All right. 1991. I came upon this because I was thinking um, that 
I really liked a certain movie by a certain director. And so I was like, let's look at this director's library. Mm -hmm. And I know I've seen many of his movies, as have you. Steven Spielberg. (laughs) But I was like, oh yeah, that movie, I remember I never saw that because I rented it when I was like 11 years old or Uh something. And my dad had a policy when I rented a movie and it was rated R. Uh He had to watch it first. And then if he determined it was okay for me, I could watch it. I thought it was the stupidest rule in the world. I think my dad was probably a pretty good parent. Yeah. But still think it's kind of a dumb rule. But anyway, this was one I rented, was not allowed to watch. And and then I hit play on it thinking, I think I've seen this. But after I watched it, I'm like, oh, I actually had never seen this movie. 1991, Tony Scott. Ah. You want to take a shot? Ooh, 91, Tony Scott. and Tide. Oh, God, I've seen that a million <laughs> times. I think I saw that with my dad. Maybe you just thought you saw it. <laughs> the Last Boy Scout. Oh, okay, yeah. Bruce Willis. One of the Wayanses? Damon. Damon Wayans. Yeah. Tony Scott's got the... Him and Ridley, they, they, Tony more so than Ridley, but they got the weirdest IMDb's. Tony Scott has quite an quite a diverse library. Yeah, I mean, you go it's either it's half Denzel Washington and then half a bunch of other crazy stuff, and then seventy percent of it's good. You know, like yeah. really good. Uh, I was gonna guess Michael Mann, but so Tony Scott yeah. was kind of on the same. Uh, yeah, let me go. Tony Scott director. Because, you know, we you know, Top Gun, right? Yeah, right. That's what you think Tony's got. True romance. But then we've done, or we, we just like to discuss, oh, taking Pell 1, 2, 3. It's like, yeah, that was a Tony Scott joint. Yep. You know, we know the man on fire, the deja vus, the unstoppables. But then he does, yeah, Crimson Tide, The Last Boy Scout, Days of Thunder. But then there's a domino in there. That was a movie. Yeah, The that fan? Was, the fa- I like the fan. The fan's actually pretty cool. I, it's been a while since I've seen the fan, but I've, I've seen the fan like as an adult person where I was like, oh, this is this is the wildest plot yeah. in that movie. And, and so I, I I was I decided I was gonna watch a Tony Scott film because when I was at the theater, one yeah. of the previews was was The Maverick. And uh, I was like, Yeah, Top Gun, right? Tony Scott's the shit. And then eh, check out, let's watch some more Tony Scott. Yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna watch Crimson Die. And then I was like, Oh, let's see what else he's got. I'm like I think I've seen The Last Boy Scout. Well, I had not seen The Last yeah. Boy Scout. This was the first time I've seen The Last Boy Scout. If I remember right, Bruce Willis plays a cop of some sort. Private Eye. Private Eye. Ex, ex-Secret Service turned Private yeah. Eye. And Damon Wayans is an NFL quarterback, and they have to team up. Damon Wayans plays a quarterback that has been ejected from the NFL for gambling. Oh, okay. Um, Halle Berry is in this movie. Yeah, that's right. She gets... Spoiler alert, shot. Early, right? Early. Yes. She is not... This is early Hallie. Yeah. This is early Hallie. Um, this is a crazy fucking movie. Uh, it, it, is, it is bloody as hell. I'm not sure I've ever heard Bruce Willis drop more F-bombs in a movie. Mm-hmm. I, is it a good movie? I'm going to say no. Yeah. The Last Boy Scout's not a good movie. Is the Last Boy Scout a, a good, a fun cop action 
movie that you should just put on and just suck it in, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Take it in another Tony Scott, you know, take another Tony Scott joint, you know, from his library, add it, just watch it. Yeah. It's been so long since I, I saw it as like a teen, like a young teen. And I don't know, in my mind, I think there was that movie with maybe Damon Wayans and Adam Sandler. Um, Bulletproof or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then there was another movie kind of on the same lines and you kind of think like, Oh, okay. This is like a this will be like a fun buddy romp kind of. This this is like a fun. This is like Bad Boys, and it's not like Bad Boys. No. Yeah, it's it's a it's a violent film. But I thought that too. I thought are they because I don't this, was this before or after Bad Boys. Well, ninety one. This would have been before. Yeah. Right? So because I was thinking, oh, is this Tony Scott's trying to do a Bad Boys? And uh-huh. I thought, well, I think this came out before. But the the there there's some funny moments. But they're not that funny. No, it's not the wise quipping this is, back and forth. Yeah, this yeah. is a straight up rated R. Yeah, you know, cop action. Yeah, uh, it is. It is, and it's got some interesting characters. Bruce Willis plays his normal. You know, he plays his John McClane role. Um, but yeah, it, it's entertaining. Is it good? No. Is it worth watching? Yeah, I think it's worth checking out. Just to. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. It's so... There's so much crazy shit going on in this movie. Like... I mean, just crazy shit. Did you call your dad and say you were right? No, but I'm seeing him Friday. Uh Uh-huh. I'm... I am actually going to have a conversation with him about this. Um... Another movie he did that, uh... On... To me was, um... Passenger 57. And, uh... He wouldn't let me watch it. Yeah, what's wrong with Passenger 57? Well, he wouldn't let me watch it, but all he talked about was how great Passenger 57 was like, the next day. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you, Dad. I found that VHS. I popped in and I watched it. Mm-hmm. Passenger 57 rules. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a violent radar movie. Like my, I, There's no nudity? No nudity in it, I don't think, in 57. But, I mean, you know. How violent? I don't know. Be. Dude, my dad was just, he was just trying to protect me. Yeah. I don't, don't want to question him, but also, like, What's a movie your dad... I so, mean, he he also wouldn't let me listen to Marilyn Manson. Uh, and I'm like, that's the dumbest thing. And then uh, as of last year, I'm like, yeah, dad, you were right. Marilyn Manson's a fuck. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're anti-Marilyn Manson. Yeah, we guys. are. Um, what's an R-rated movie that passed the test? And how old do you think you were? Um, Sean, uh, Kevin Costner's Robin Hood. Okay, and that's he rated let, R. That is rated R. He let me watch that. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's rated R. Yeah. There were some. There were there were plenty of rated R movies he let me watch. It wasn't... Because um, that, that, that probably gets... You know, I think it was more... Have a lot of language. Yeah, I think it was more of a... Um, the, the nudity thing is what he tried to keep me from watching. Uh-huh. He, he didn't... Language and violence he wasn't that protective of, I don't think. But um, I think it was more of like a nudity thing. If there was boobs, he yeah. was like, no. I don't think Letterbox uh, gives their uh, their rating. Yeah, I'm just thinking a movie. I'm yeah. I, like that one. That's one I could think of. I, I I distinctly remember him like pre-watching Robin Kevin Costner's Robin Hood before yeah. we watch it. Because I live, we live, we didn't live with her where there were movie theaters. We had to, everything we watched yeah. was rented. Um, and then and just as a reminders, you can compare and contrast our childhood. I saw Casino when it came to HBO in like 1993. <laughs> so. 
and your parents were just fine. You had great parents, Mark. <laughs> that jury's out. We don't know. We... Uh, and then I'm gonna, uh, I'll take it a little farther back in time. Uh, 20 years, in, in, in fact. Going back 20 years. 1971. The French Connection. Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen this movie in probably 15 years. Roy Scheider... Maybe one of the most underrated actors of a generation. Uh, not in this household. He, he not. In the, I know he's number one here. Like you know, Mark's got like a, a bronze sculpture of Brody. Yeah, but he's good, right? And then I, I was looking at his library. I'm like, he's good, but I think he made some bad choices. Yeah, there's the. Um, it was reading or maybe it was a podcast it was kind of like it was a, like an oral history of jaws and um schneider um getting out of the contract essentially um and like not he's not coming back for jaws he's like yeah i'm gonna do a, i'll do this like musical to get out of my my four picture studio deal i think he had some substance abuse issues as well and but yeah, he's really good in like French Connection. He's really good mm-hmm. in it. It's it's a classic. I think it's considered a classic. Yeah, I almost it, thought like, they were remaking it. It was on my brain because Wes Anderson has a new film coming out, but it's called The French Dispatch. Okay. But uh, when I first heard the title, I was like, "Oh, they're remaking that? that seems interesting." Especially with Wes Anderson. Yeah, good <laughs> choice. Different for... movie. But yeah, Roy Scheider's good in it. Gene Hackman's good in it. It's a it's a good movie. It's just a, you know it's your your typical cop movie. Um, has like one one of those really annoying um, endings. I think this was a seventies movie, especially seventies like police movie thing where they um, they do the they flash the characters and then caption what happened to this guy. So-and-so was arrested for conspiracy. Did six months in Sing Sing. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it was like, well, this isn't based on a true story, so this is kind of stupid. But I think that was the 70s thing they did. But uh, French Connection has some pretty cool uh, chase scenes and just some good, just some good detective uh, police work kind of stuff in that movie. So if you haven't seen French Connection, yeah, that's streaming, right? I feel like I passed I, it on the Amazon Prime. I order. hit that. I think I did watch it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Popeye Doyle, Jimmy Doyle, Popeye Doyle. Yeah. yeah I don't know the actual story, so feel free to call us one eight hundred DBTG. Maybe he does Jaws two so that he can do all that jazz. Maybe that was the story: is that he wanted to do all that jazz. Oh. The was like, he can't do all that jazz. Or maybe as a favor, he was like, "Fine, I'll do, I'll do the, I'll do the shark movie again, <laughs> and then I'll do all that jazz." My, okay. my, my, my life's uh, mission. Right, right. Uh, well, that that's that wraps up what I've watched. Yeah. I've, I've taken up uh, thirty minutes of time. That's good. I, I, didn't, I didn't watch anything. Okay. <laughs> no, I watched. Uh, um, not a movie, but just an interesting thing on Netflix. I think a lot of people, are, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a conversation a lot of people have it online. I already watched that new uh, Bo Burnham special. Okay. Uh, Inside. It's very, I mean, it, it it's his humor, so you kind of got to be down with that. But uh, uh, I, I generally liked all his specials. You know, it's not, he's not a stand-up, you know, traditionally. It's, it's more uh, artsy and um, 
but uh, you know it's it's about this last year it's like it's very funny but then also a lot of kind of kind of hits you like yeah it's been a crazy year not so much like for me but I will even you know I, I still went to work but uh yeah you can just still like reflect back and I'm sure as more things open up. I mean, you know, my town, we, we like movies, and I imagine there's going to be a lot of pandemic movies yeah. that are going to, gonna some good, right. some bad. I think you're right about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was interesting. Check it out. Only watched one other movie, uh, 2020 film starring Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried, You Should Have Left. Um, damn, it's... It was fine. I'll say it. Like, I was like, this was okay. Um, it's a, it's, it's a horror, but it's not very, like, scary. It's more of a, kind of a mystery thriller. It's a haunted house type movie. Um, the, the plot itself is a little convoluted and, you know, they, they kind of him and haw some stuff, but it was fine. You know, that, that was, you know, I, I got one movie in two weeks. I, I decided to go with this 2020 Kevin Baconville that, it was just on streaming, and um, I've made worse choices. I've made better choices. There's a new Conjuring movie. So I was, I was like, I'm not going to play on that. It's this Kevin Bacon thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's this Kevin Bacon. Cole, you should have left. <laughs> I, and, and I jump on Letterboxd. I, I, I log in. I saw all the jokes about how we all should have left. <laughs> I thought it was fine. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a two-star movie. Yeah. Probably no one needs to watch it, but if you did end up watching it, it's not the worst. Sounds like it's in, you know, League with The Last Boy Scout. No, I bet The Last Boy Scout, I, that's like a fun movie. Yeah, that's, it's Tony Scott's Bruce Willis, it's, you know, football Do, do you remember the intro to The Last Boy Scout, Mark? Does it? Someone get assassinated on a football field? It's way crazier than that, <laughs> dude. Look. This is nineteen. This is nineteen ninety one. I'm gonna spoil the shit out of this. The opening, we're on like the rainiest, craziest football game I've ever uh-huh. seen. Like the game would have been canceled had it been real life, right? Yeah. It was so much rain. The rainiest downpour. We got the stallions versus the cats or something. Yeah. There's someone gets a phone call. One of the players gets a phone call, and it's like. You need to score scoring some touchdowns. They're down ten to seventeen, Mark, yeah. in the halftime. You need to score, score, start scoring some touchdowns. There's a lot of money on the line, and he just okay. So he's not getting paid to throw the game. Yeah, they're just like score some fucking touchdowns. Well, yeah, everyone wants which I, <laughs> every every sports scandal about someone getting involved gambling. They always lose the game. Yeah. Because that's easier. Right. <laughs> and so, and that's funny too, because they're in the locker room, and th- there's some like locker room manager yelling the name, oh, something Dixon, or whatever the guy's name is, something Dixon, like calling his name out, like he doesn't know who he is, but yeah. they've already like established that he's like a megastar in this fake NFL. And so why is this guy roaming through this locker room, like, calling this guy's name, like, who, who is this guy? You got to call. And he gets on his fucking payphone. You got to start scoring some touchdowns. There's a lot of money on the line. Yeah, no shit. All right? So we get out to the game. It's like, oh, this is going to be the Stallions' final drive. Pouring fucking rain. Yeah. The guy's like, he's like a running back. 
And it doesn't make a ton of sense because he's wearing number 41. And he's clearly playing tailback, not fullback. So, Tony Scott, hey, man, like, get your shit together on this. Yeah. Anyway, takes the – no, he catches a – maybe he's playing right receiver. I don't know. Catches a pass. Yeah. Catches a pass. He's sprinting, like, got to score for the win, right? Maybe a wheel route. Got to score for the tie. Yeah. Phil going ain't going to do it. No, yeah. He's running down the field, reaches into his waistband, pulls out a fucking automatic – He's got he's got a pistol in his in his pads. Starts running full sprint. Shoots a guy in the eye through the helmet. Yeah. Through the eye. Drops drops like a, a, a DB. Then drops a safety. I think he kills three guys uh-huh. on his way in the end zone. <laughs> Gets in the end zone. Rips off his helmet. Says, "Ain't life a bitch." Shoots himself. That's Who said the, that to? That's the fucking intro. To us, the audience? No, to everyone crowded around him because oh. all his teammates and all the, yeah. the fans and security like swarmed him on on the end zone after he murdered three people and he's waving a gun around. Yeah. Goes, goes to his knees, rips off his helmet, ain't life a bitch. She blows his brains out. That's the intro to your fucking movie, dude. It's worth watching. It's now, so fucking crazy. I, I need to watch the fan because remember that game's playing in a monsoon where it yeah. definitely would have been called. <laughs> Tony, Tony Scott loves loves sports and crazy yeah. conditions, man. Yeah. Adverse conditions, sports fan. When I was watching Justice League, I, I think I gave that a pretty bad review when we brought it up. But I what I don't know if I mentioned on the show, but any director, anybody who's making a movie about football like just learn the rules one thing that drives me bananas is when it's the last play of a football game it's clearly like clearly the last play it's like okay there's not enough time they can't throw it out you know uh they snap the ball the guy with the ball keeps looking up at the clock or we keep cutting to the clock at that point it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter that he looks up at the clock there's six seconds left so then he takes off and runs it and they keep cutting back to time and then the play and then the audience, you know, the crowd, back to the clock, and then he reaches the pylon just as the clock hits zeros. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Just just someone on set has to be like, well, I guess that's an editing. I guess that's an editing note, right? They yeah. don't know that they're cutting back to the clock. So an editor's gotta be in there like, yeah, I mean, I guess once it's well, once it's four seconds, we can just focus on the the actor <laughs> and and the crowd. We we yeah. don't even cut the clock and then the director, no, we got it. Three, then the two, and he has the storyboards. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's, it, it doesn't. If it makes the drama that he has to hike it at, at, at one. Yeah, he's got to snap it before yeah. it goes zero, yeah. He doesn't get out of bounds, clock's still running, you got to snap it yeah. at zero. Like, it's the emotional. He has to snap it before the clock goes to zero. He's not Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady gets an extra two seconds every time he, you know, his play clock runs down, but yeah. Yeah, it drives me, yeah, it's, there should be some sort of sports, you know, guy, an expert, an expert in the yeah. films, if you're doing a f- You know, the money they spend on these films, you think they'd bring in a consultant Yeah, to make, to make sure the, the sports is, you know, but, then again, it's a movie, who cares, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, no Gene Hackman movie, they're, they're replacements. That's a fun little sports movie. Yeah. They do a lot of that bullshit in that movie. No one gets shot, though. Falco's looking at the clock and like, <laughs> running in circles. Yeah. I mean, but but that movie's just like, it's crazy time football, right? Yeah. That's the whole point. But yeah, especially a, a Tony Scott movie where it's a serious tone. Mm-hmm. It's not a comedy, Mark. Even just the, the writer, the, you know, the, the like, 
All right. He's got... You know, there's, there's that scene in... Uh, you ever seen Digstown? No. Um, with James Wood and... Um, I can't think of the actor. Um, and... Uh, uh, so this guy is like a professional boxer. He goes... I don't know. There's mob, mob involved. Like small town. Mob. You know, kind of like a roadhouse style. Uh, I, I don't know the plot. A professional boxer uh, has to fight like 10 local guys... And at one point, the mob gets, you know, the, 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 this big town, you know, the, the mayor or whatever, kidnaps one of the guy's brothers and tells him, you better win the fight or we're going to kill your brother. And it's very emotional because, you know, he, now he's just throwing haymakers. And, you know, but you know, fresh body, he beats him, right? Maybe he's trying to do that moment. And so they're, they're in the writing room. like, okay, how do, how do we convey that in football? I know. He gets a gun. <laughs> yeah, because in boxing, you can show him. Uh, throw, throwing wild, wildly, you know, no defense. He's just going for the headshot. In football, you can't do that. You can't run harder. <laughs> you can make that. Uh, you can't know. keep a guy from tackling you. Once he goes down to a knee, the play's over. It doesn't, yeah. matter, it doesn't matter how, how, how much he wants it. <laughs> uh, we watched two other movies. They, they weren't as exciting, or maybe they were. I don't know. I don't know how Mike, Mike's feel about it. Uh, originally, uh, we were going to do The Heartbreak Kid. Uh, Charles Grodin re- recently passed away, R.I.P. Uh, ben Stiller did a remake of that film. Heartbreak Kid, we were all geared up to watch it, and it is a movie that is unavailable to stream anywhere. You cannot rent this movie, and you cannot purchase this movie for uh, home home use. That blew me away. Yeah. Like you, you couldn't just find this as a, a $4.99 DVD on Amazon. Yeah. You know, you know. Like, usually, I, I try to watch. Uh, you know, I, I sometimes I cut these close, uh, but that was a movie. I think I, I told you about. You know, two weeks before we were gonna record this, yeah. I was like, "Oh, you can't find it." Because had I needed to, I would have just purchased it. Yeah, and I did. Uh, the DVD is out of print. Uh, you can go on eBay and buy it for a hundred bucks. Uh, there, there's no Blu-ray. I was surprised that this movie's like not on Criterion. It's not. You know, there's been I, no anniversary or anything. I checked uh, TCM. Yeah. Not available on TCM service. So, yeah. It's which on, is now on HBO. HBO Max, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so unavailable. So we had to we had to pivot. And so that's what, you know, you, you say uh, uh, the baseball documentary is available on Netflix. Till till who says when, you know? That's, you know <laughs> until they quit playing baseball, Mark. Until they, yeah. Until they're a game. And then 50 years from now, you, you're going to tell your great, great, great grandchildren. And you're going to be like, hey. There used to be a game. Play with a ball and some bases. They're like, bullshit. <laughs> like, well, I, I'd show you a documentary on it, but alas, streaming services have ended. It, it's, not on our, it's not on our Google Mind brands. And it was really cool because it was like episodic, but each episode was by inning. Yeah. So it was first inning. Yeah. Second inning. You, oh, you think Breaking Bad's cool? Let me tell you about a little game called baseball. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you know, you, you gotta, you know, if you really like something, buy it on DVD because you never know when Amazon won't sell you the copy for four ninety nine. Yeah. So we had to pivot, uh, but sticking in our theme of Ben Stiller movies, we watched the two thousand and thirteen. Yep. Hold on, I got it. Two thousand thirteen remake of the nineteen forty seven movie. Uh, we watched the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, uh, originally 
was uh, in 1947. It's based off a James Thurber short story, uh, originally published in uh, 1939. Uh, it stars Danny Kaye, Virginia Mayo. It was directed by Norman McLeod. Um, I guess so I'll go for my notes to... Um, it tells the story of uh, Walter Mitty, uh, who is an inconsequential guy from Perth, Amboy, New Jersey. He is uh, henpecked and harassed by everyone in his life, including his bossy mother, his overbearing, idea-stealing boss, Bruce Pierce, his dim-witted fiancée, Gertrude Griswold, Gertrude's obnoxious would-be suitor, Tubby Wadsworth, Gertrude's poodle, Queenie, and her loudmouth mother, Mrs. Griswold. Walter uh, escapes from their uh, incessant needling... Um, his escape from their incessant needling is to imagine all sorts of exciting and impossible lies for himself, fueled by the pulp magazines he reads every day as an editor at the Pierce Publishing Company. But his dreams only seem to land him in more trouble. Things become much more complicated when he runs into a mysterious woman, Rosalind Van Horn, who just happens to perfectly resemble the girl of his dreams. There, Walter Milley's pulled into uh, his fantasies become real-life adventures. Was this your first time watching... The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. It was. Uh, yeah, I I was familiar with the Ben Stiller movie. I assumed it was based off a book, just based on the name. I was like, yeah, that's probably a book. Um, yeah, I know it was originally. What did you think of uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Uh, Streaming on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I mean, it. I didn't love it. It shows its age to me, and I think part of it is... Uh, Danny, Danny Kay, you know, I've seen a I've seen a few things he's in. I mean, I think probably his most famous movie he's in is probably White Christmas. Yeah, with Bing Crosby, you know, he's a he's a he's in he's a singer. He's a he's a musician, comedy kind of guy. Yeah, kinda like like Bing Crosby, and I'm not. I just it it didn't age well. It just seemed like an artifact of a, of an era mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, you know the the pl- the the plot's fun, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 we'll, we can talk about the plot in in the original versus the new one when we get to the new one. I think I think the plot's fun, but there were certain aspects of, of uh, the original, and I think it was well they're showcasing Danny Kay, and yes. so like my best example is you know we got the daydream where he's the fighter pilot, mm-hmm. and that's a really cool daydream, and then it goes. It just goes too long, and then we go into this crazy musical yeah. scene, and that I I swear that was twenty minutes long. I I, uh, I almost turned it off. I fast forwarded through parts of this movie, and you know I you know I would just uh, hit the thing, go you know you see the little picture you know go around, mm-hmm. and I swear I was going two, three minutes into the movie, and it would still be the same scene. Yeah, the, the, some of, especially the daydreams were just too yeah. long. And that's why I was and skipping those. I, I, I felt safe that I was not going to miss any plot. That I was safe to assume, this is the dream, I'm not going to learn anything more, He's gonna. This will go on for X amount of time. He will be interrupted. He'll be snapped back into reality. And yeah, I was. I think I was right every time. Yeah, and I think it it is they're they're showcasing him, mm-hmm. but not in the right vehicle. I mean, it's not a musical. No, at all. And, and so, like, we got some weird musical things, and he his thing is that that patter song of the, um, you know, his music's very like rhythmic. His his 
his lyrics are like on the beat kind mm-hmm. of. I think it's called patter patter music or yeah. something like that. That's his thing. He's famous for that. Yeah, old timey scat man. Yeah, yeah, in a way. And but I, I just don't think it, it worked here. And it just and for me as a modern watcher, it just didn't hold up. I uh, I think there's a genre of kind of these older movies that I, I I've kind of watching this and researching it. I've kind of put my thumb on it. I was like, oh, okay. Here's what I don't like. It is the showcase of the song and dance man. Yeah. Which I think was it's very popular at the time where you just find a guy. He, this guy is very popular. He can do it all, and so we're gonna make movies around him. And you know, sometimes it works. With you know, we've seen Frank Sinatra movie. We watched the Manchurian Candidate, which was good. We've seen Dean Martin in the original uh, Night Professor. And he gets a whole. He gets like three music numbers in that, and it's like, oh, okay, I, I get it. And then, but sometimes they 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 just don't work for me. It's like. Okay, but I'm, I want to watch a movie. I, I get that this guy's a talent. I don't even see him tap dance right yeah. now. And uh, there, there's... Yeah. Uh, well, that's the kind of thing we got away from. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, Taylor Swift just doesn't get a movie anymore. You know? But, right. I mean, wasn't right. that long ago where, like, the Spice Girls got one. Yeah, and I mean... super popular. They're not making Mark Wahlberg rap. No. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean... Well, he won't. He'll refuse. Sure, or... Eight Mile. Eminem didn't rap, you know, unless it was like part of like the story. Oh, that's right. You know, he, he did the he did his he had his massive hit song. Yeah. Part of the soundtrack, but that was like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, well, is that the last of it? If, I mean, you get like a not, I, not even call it stunt casting. I think she's very good. But like Lady Gaga gets to be in a Star Is Born. Well, she's she's a singer who can act, and so she gets to sing in this yeah. movie. But the idea of like. The eight mile that just seems so. That seems like something I I, can, I couldn't imagine happening now. With yeah, like the baby being in a movie. What, it, but yeah. eight mile happened, and then Fifty Cent got one like two years later. <laughs> he he got get richer or die trying. Uh, these autobiographical. Hey, this guy's really popular in this music field, so we're gonna. But he gets to start this movie because. Yeah. Well, and you know, eight mile was success. People like. I think I liked eight mile. I think it's good like it's a fine drama and then get what you die trying not a good movie you know <laughs> but yeah I, I can't imagine imagine it now although I don't know, a lot of these pop stars just come from Disney so yeah that's yeah. true they, 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 they got that already yeah right yeah uh, now they're musicians yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie uh, 71% on Rotten Tomato only 7 uh, seven reviews on the site though so you know you can't give that much of a so are they going to incorporate our little review after we publish oh. this episode? I Do we bring it? I, I think we'll probably bring it down. Bring it down. Yeah, if you, yeah. I mean, we're, you know, we're not really truly reviewing this, but based on just this conversation, I, I think it's uh, two thumbs down. Mine's a negative, yeah. Would it surprise you that Empire Magazine, which I'm not that familiar with, named this this 479th greatest movie of all time out of 500? <laughs> this is like an odd that, choice. That actually does surprise me because I... I'm pretty sure I've probably seen 500 movies better than this. Yes, I, I, I had the exact same thought. This was in 2008, so the remake hadn't come out. But just, you know, uh, go on the wiki and it gives you, oh, here are the accolades, uh, the accomplishments for the film. And it was Empire Magazine's 479th greatest movie of all time. And I had the exact same thought. I think I've seen 700 or 500 better movies than this. Um, you know, don't have me name them, but I think I could. Yeah, um, you could. You know, 
is You Should Have Left better than this? I don't know. I had more... I enjoyed watching <laughs> You Should Have Left more than I enjoyed watching this. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not familiar with Empire Magazines. You know, maybe, maybe it's like a... Maybe it's, maybe it's a magazine only dedicated to song and dance bands. That could be. And that then, could in which be. case, maybe this is the 479th greatest film featuring a song and dance band. Did, did you watch the Technicolor or did you watch the Black and White? Technicolor. I did too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a black and white print of this. Okay. I think. Yeah. Uh, so, fast forward. 2013, this movie gets a remake that uh, I don't think America was even aware of. 2013, uh, Walter Mitty now starring Ben Stiller. Uh, starring and directed by Ben Stiller. Uh, also stars Kristen Wiig, Adam Scott, uh, Sean Penn, Shirley MacLaine. Um... The plot um, differs a bit. Um, still stars Walter Mitty. Uh, he is a negative assets manager at Life Magazine who daydreams adventures and has a crush on a co-worker named Cheryl Melhoff. Uh, Walter attempts to contact Cheryl via eHarmony, but uh, Todd, an eHarmony representative, explains his account lacks enough information to do so. Mitty works with legendary photojournalist Sean O'Connell, although they have never met in person. O'Connell has met Mitty has sent Mitty his latest negatives as a wallet and a wallet as a gift in appreciation of Mitty's work. <clears throat> O'Connell believes that negative 25 captures the quint quintessence of life and that it should be used for the magazine's final cover. Uh, so while this is happening, uh, the employees of life are told that uh, the magazine will be um, uh, issuing its final uh, issue and uh, there'll be a lot of downsizing within the company. Final print issue. Yeah, final print issue. Yeah, they're, they're moving to a digital platform. There'll be some downsizing in... in um, uh, downsizing, downsizing the company. That's where we're introduced Adam Scott as, um, you know, some corporate suit who, um, you know, messes and teases with, with Walter. Uh, similarly to the original, Walter has uh, these daydreams of uh, adventure and... Um, um, living a more exciting, exciting life. Um, while it's happening, Walter uh, can't find the negative, uh, for forcing Walter to stall for time with corporate transition manager Ted, played by Adam Scott, who is handling the downsizing. While he views the other negative, Cheryl suggests that many think of the negatives as clues to Sean's location. Uh, they look at three of them, including one of a person's thumb, a unique ring, and another of a curved piece of wood. A third picture of Walter with a reflection of a boat lens leads Mitty to ascertain that O'Connell is in Greenland, where Mitty flies off to find him. From there, uh, he goes on many adventures trying to track down Sean to find the, this missing negative. Was this your first time watching A Secret Life of Walter Mitty? No, this was my second. It's your second I time. had seen this before. I, I think I saw this when it was in the theater. What's your quick, just overall thoughts of The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? I, I think it's a good movie. I enjoy it. It's whimsical. It's pretty. Yeah, I this was my first time seeing it. I, I remember this coming out. It was a Christmas release. Um, the I remember the the campaign made it seem very uh, yeah, very whimsical. Very I, I kind of like Forrest Gump feels from it. I was like, oh, this is Ben Stiller's Forrest Gump. Um, but this is my first time actually watching it. I thought it was a fine like. If you ask me what I didn't like about Walter Mitty, I don't know. But I can tell you I didn't like the movie Walter Mitty. I think it was just... It looked great. It 
I think all the performances were fine. I think it was interesting enough, but I just kind of was bored. Not not bored by the movie, but it's, it's kind of just yawned through it all. Um, what what were the good? What did you like about Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Well, the first like thing to me is like the the editing and the the cinematography is just really striking. Yeah. And, and visually, it's it's a a really pretty movie to watch. Mm-hmm. The transitions are really cool and creative. Um, and not, not like I mean, this movie came out eleven years ago, oh, eight uh, years ago. Yeah. I mean, they still look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like the the and it, because it, they didn't do too much with special effects. There's one scene in particular, but it still looked okay. Um, but yeah, I mean that 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 for me is like the big thing. It's like the color and and it's just it's just a good looking movie. Yeah, and there's some really, they do some cool stuff with the backgrounds and and giving you information, you know, in different ways. You know, when he's walking and things are written on the street and you know things like that. I I really enjoyed in this movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. Shot on location uh, wasn't in Greenland. Shot in Iceland, um, which I don't know how people of Greenland feel about that. You know, passing Iceland off as Greenland. I don't know if there's beef there, but yeah, shot shot on location. Look right. That's kind of when the movie picked up for me is once he goes on his quest and um, the Greenland stuff. Yeah, I think visually just looked very cool. Um, you know, looked good. Um, yeah, and then I think Ben Ben Stiller is an interest. You know, we talk about crazy um, IMDb with uh, Tony Scott. Ben Stiller's also got. Can't forget, yeah, he's a director. Yeah, I, and, I, and he's good at it. I thoroughly enjoy most of the movies he's directed. Yeah. Um, I can probably think of four. This mm-hmm. one, Tropic Thunder, I love. Uh, Reality Bites, I think, is pretty good. And I absolutely, you know, maybe a guilty pl- pre- uh, pleasure of mine. I love the Cable Guy. Yeah, absolutely love the Cable Guy. Um, yeah. Not a huge Zoolander fan, but... Yeah, yeah, so he does Tropic Thunder, Sigourney Walter Mitty, Zoolander, Cable Guy, Reality Bites, Zoolander 2. Um, and that's, you know, what's this? this Escape at Danamora. Never, 2018 yeah. film, directed by Ben Stiller. I don't know if that's a document. I don't know that No, one. not a documentary. stars Paul Dano and Benicio Del Toro. Sounds cool. A stranger than fiction account of a prison break in upstate New York in the summer of 2015, which spawned a massive manhunt for two convicted murderers who were aided in their escape by a married female prison employee with whom they both became sexually entangled. I've, I remember that story. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Ben Stiller made a movie called Escape at Danamora. Huh. Um, yeah, but that, that's, that's what I'm saying. That he's interesting. He's good at this. Um, I don't know how financially successful he is as a director but it's just interesting that that he had this movie I guess he has this Escape from Danamore but you know, why isn't Ben Stiller doing more yeah I don't I don't know I I mean he's definitely been absolutely quiet since his, his since Jerry Stiller passed away so maybe mm. he's dealing with some stuff there but he really you know for for a guy that everyone knows him mm-hmm. he he's not everywhere no, he's really not. I feel like yeah, he, he. I mean, you know, if you ask me, what was the last Ben Stiller movie? I would probably say one of the Night Museums, and that's probably wrong. 
there's probably you know something that just nothing but yeah meet the fuckers these nine museum movies um he's he's a he's a movie star yeah. that you kind of just lose track of yeah we we, we do that we do casting like oh man what if you made this movie today we never suggest ben stiller he could be he could be in taking a pell one two three again yeah sure why not <laughs> in the triple <laughs> role um what didn't you like? What, what didn't work for you with uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Um, can I give a few more things I did oh, yeah. like? Oh, yeah. Yeah, please. Uh, I, I did like... Uh, I think they used the love interest a little better. Uh-huh. Uh, Kristen Wiig is a charming actress. Um, yeah, I always like her. And I, I think they used her as a, as a... They used her as a better plot device, you know, to drive the story. Yes. Where in the original, comparing it to the original, um, is it Virginia Mayo? Virginia Mayo. Virginia yeah. Mayo's character just all of a sudden is there. It, that was very weird. Yeah, they do flesh that out better. Where he has, you know, it, it's almost, it's something I related a lot more to Ben Stiller's Walter Mitty than nineteen forty seven Walter Mitty's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes yeah. There's a girl at work. He has a crush on. He is this guy who doesn't. You know, he's not a man of action. So. He, but it makes sense that she is the star of his fantasies of being a hero yeah. to impress this woman. Where Virginia, is it explained in the original that the woman of his fantasies happens to be a real person? Right. That was so convoluted to me. I didn't know. Yeah. And she just shows up and, and then it shows up again and then shows up again. I was waiting for the end of the original Walter Mitty to be like a, um, is this, you know, like the end of Total Recall? Is he actually dreaming or not? <laughs> right. Especially, you know, because the original's got that whole plot thing with the, that they do, they trick him with the fake psychiatry and stuff yeah. and that. And I think that's a really cool thing they did in that movie. Um, but, yeah. That, that's the one, one of the things I like about the original is that whole thing. Yeah. That whole scheme. Because the original's more like a treasure hunt. This is more like just a self-scavenger... You know, you know, self-discovery scavenger hunt. Yeah. Um, inadvertent scavenger hunt. You know. Um, so yeah, I liked I liked what they did with the love interest there with Kristen Wiig. That was better to me. I also preferred their change with his family dynamic. Mm-hmm. His sister is, you know, kind of goofy, but his mom supports him. His sister supports him yeah. as best they can. The original Walter Mitty's his mom's just an asshole. Yeah. His his fiance is an asshole. Everyone. That's around him are assholes. Oh, her dog, asshole. Yeah, dog, yeah. total asshole. And so I, I like that better. I like that positive thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Walter Mitty. I mean, the original Walter Mitty is he's a punching bag. Yeah. And to everybody, and this Walter Mitty, it, 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 more again, again, just relatable. He, yeah, he's a guy who. He, I think they say. I think he's supposed to be in his late thirties. But he's, he's a guy who's just never done anything. I, I, I like how they use the e-harmony as kind of that thing. It's like, oh, well, what have you done? Nothing. And, yeah. You know, he's just kind of gotten to this point in his life where he didn't take any chances. But his, but co- had, his but co-workers he, like him. And he had a reason for that. You know, they had the, the family turmoil. The father mm-hmm. died. He had to put his dreams aside and get a job. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that's... I love it. And then the, it, the character arc And then time good. passes. And yeah. Yeah, you know, you get to be 38 or whatever you're supposed to be. And, yeah, he's a guy who doesn't know how to ask out a coworker. Yep. And, you know, can't stick up 
for himself to essentially the new boss. But you know, he's a they make him a lot more. He's more of a, a fleshed out character than the original Walter Mitty. Like he's he's likable. Like, yeah, I I I liked the character Walter Mitty in this one where. Yeah, he, he was a good worker. People liked him. He had a good family dynamic. It just, yeah, Adam Scott's a dick. And the girl he likes doesn't notice him until he starts doing stuff. And yep. It's a lot more relatable. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I like that's. I think that's kind of my positives. Mm-hmm. I have some other positives that are also related to negatives. Okay. In a funny way. More positives. Uh, like Pat Oswald as the eHarmony guy. Like when he showed up, that it was, <laughs> was his one contact in L.A. Um yeah, that was that was fun. Sean Penn cameo, that was fun. Fun and not over, not over no, it Sean wasn't. Penn. Yeah, it wasn't. It was just it, I always I looked at him a second longer, just to th- questioning: Is that Sean Penn, or is that some guy from that's also in like Sons of Anarchy? That, right? Is that just, is this a character actor that and, just looks like Sean Penn? No, it was Sean Penn. And I felt in his you know four minutes of screen time, mm-hmm. it was just like. Hey, I'm just cool. I'm just cool, dude. I, if we did, like, a favorite scene, that was probably my favorite scene of Walter Mitty, was him finally, him and Sean O'Connell finally meeting, and the conversation they have in the Himalayas. Yeah, it's really that, good. That was probably my favorite scene in the movie. And yeah, it's just a, it's not this big, like, broad cameo. Is this a comedy? No, not to me. I wouldn't call it a comedy. Either. No, I don't, I don't think it's a comedy. I, 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 I think, think it's, it's an adventure. It's a, like an adventure drama. Yeah, I, I would just, I would just call it a drama. Like to be, if it was me. Yeah, that's what I also think. So yeah, it's not played. Like, nothing's really played for, for la- You know, it's not like this big reveal of like, oh, that's Sean Penn. Yeah, he's just, he's he's an actor. Yeah, he's a guy who showed up on set for one day and uh, yeah, did, did a nice little four minute scene. That's uh, that was nice. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, another positive for me is is you know you say comedy or drama well, so clearly his daydreams are comedic. Yeah, a, a lot of them they're just over the top. But I think that is a that's a really they they did a really good job of separating. Okay, yeah, this is his this is his daydream. It is over the top uh. when he gets into his real adventure, though unlikely, s- somewhat more grounded. Yeah. You know, like, jumping out of the helicopter, not likely. Surviving icy water full of sharks, not likely. No. But it's not superhero through the streets of of New York, like the daydream with Adam Scott and him doing the, the super fight or yeah. whatever, you know? So. Yeah. Um, what didn't work? Uh... I have a couple. I don't have many negatives for this movie. Okay. I I do really I do really like this movie a lot. Yeah, but my negatives I can all tie a, a positive tone to it. Okay. So I found the E Harmony subplot completely silly. Yeah, but I still liked it. It that's so this is listed as so the, the first genre of this film is considered an adventure movie. Which yeah, this is an adventure. It's a man who goes on a, a quest. Then it's listed as a comedy drama, and I don't find this movie very funny. The E Harmony stuff I did find funny, and some you know, I think successful types of these movies you do need laughs. And, yeah, and there are certain things that you can tell they're doing for humor. Not all of them. The Benjamin Button thing that 
that didn't that work. didn't work work for me. That didn't work at all. Yeah, that daydream did not work. But that was bad. That's obviously played for comedy. Uh, but the fact that this E Harmony guy just kept calling him, and then he kept getting service. <laughs> yeah, he's he's in Himalayas getting a phone call. Yeah, yeah, I just I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I found that that subplot silly, mm-hmm. but it's still funny, and it did it did pay off. At the at you know it did pay off. Yeah. And then, it related to that, this movie is a giant product plug commercial. Yeah. There are so many things plugged throughout this whole movie. It was driving me bonkers. Um, but then, again, it kind of is the point of the movie, right? Like, without the eHarmony, we don't get that fun payoff. uh uh-huh. Magazine, we got the Papa John's thing. Yeah. Like, it all, like... They 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 wrap it into the story so well, though no actual Papa John's in um, Greenland. Oh yeah, so they uh, converted a well, cafe. Fact, fact, fact check that in, in Iceland and converted it into a Papa John's for <laughs> for the movie. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so like I, product plugs, I I get the business of it. And I understand why they're there. Usually they're just like. A Coke can in the corner or something, and I can handle that. But this has got it's pretty like in your face. Yes. Um, but yeah, again, it, I, I'm it, surprised he because he doesn't work for. Yeah, it, it wasn't a ma- made up dating service, which is right. Movie with, you know, it's very clear it's eHarmony. And, yeah. You know, it's Life magazine, and it's um, yeah, Pop. You know, he's at a Papa John's. He yep. didn't end up at you know just a fast food, ch- you know, a fake pizza place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I so I consider this is a drama. I, I, I wouldn't call it a comedy. The, the comedy stuff that they try to do, I, I, I didn't find a lot of stuff funny. Though I did write down one line that did... Uh, my one LOL of the movie where I actually was like, ha, that, that's good. Uh, where he is in the bar and the woman asks if he wants a drink and he looks to the man to uh, his left and says, I'll have a small beer shoe. <laughs> like... That was funny. That was a funny line delivery by Ben Stiller, um, and then the drunk guy, you know, trying to get him to sing the song. But then that 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 that, that, that scene turns intense. It does you know, this is you know, uh, which is it's a weird balance. So to me, it's almost like tonally off. That is like, well, it's Ben Stiller, and this is listed as comedy, but I mean that's like that was just like a straight up fight. That was like a, a, kind of a dramatic fight, you know, that he was having with this man in the bar. I. I, I, I because I hadn't seen this since it came out, and mm-hmm. I so I really didn't remember a ton of it, and so that scene in particular when they started fighting, I was like, "Oh, when are we gonna switch into this like daydream and we hop into like a boxing ring or something?" Yeah. But it never happened. It was like it was real. We were out of date. We were out of the daydream state. Yeah, it never point. goes into a daydream, and then yeah. it's not it's not a comical. I mean, it's probably how that would happen. You know? Yeah, so just overpowered by this man, and 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 neither of them. Really know what they're doing. This no. is flail- a drunk flailing about with a guy that can't handle himself. Yeah, like that, that happens every night in a bar. Yeah, it- <laughs> especially in Iceland, there's uh, eight people. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, did enjoy that. But then, so I just there was a lot. I just I didn't. While I liked Walter Mitty as a person, his journey, I just didn't. I didn't care a lot about why he was doing it, and so the motive. In the original, he's pulled into like this life of 
adventure, you know, espionage and, and jewels and all that stuff. This is a guy who really he's going across the world and I, you know, the deeper me he's it's a self-discovery for himself, but on paper he travels across the world to get a negative because he doesn't want to get in trouble at his job. Yeah, that he's going to lose. Yeah, that, that's a, you're right. Like, is, is is he doing it because he doesn't want to get fired? Yeah. Or is he doing it because his the, the girl was like kind of like yeah prodding him along? And they, I, I felt like it was kind of just a convoluted mix of, of why he was right. actually and that's the doing motivation of it. Yeah. And you know, and so watching him go on the same, I, I I never feel like. Walter's in like peril with all this stuff. So now I'm just kind of watching this guy like do some cool stuff. I'm like, well, that's that's cool. He's longboarding in uh, Greenland, but what are the stakes here? Yeah. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I know I'm not gonna get a laugh because this isn't a comedy. So what's this is really just to go find a picture? Uh, but you know, along the way, it's about self discovery and, and realizing he need, he needs adventure in his life. But yeah, so that just kind of. There were parts of it. And I, I wish maybe that plot was pulled in. Maybe not for this movie. I don't know if it fits, fits tonally with what Ben Stiller was doing with this one. But the plot of, hey, you take this Walter Mitty type. Uh, and then he's pulled into this life of adventure. Versus this guy who's just like, hey, I gotta, I'm going to go do something. And then like discovering um, that that's worth doing. Yeah. Um, I don't think old people... And old people who make, and I'm including me. I'm an old man. I if I ever wrote a movie, directed a movie, I'm just gonna stay away from anything involving skateboards. Old man shouldn't be involved with skateboards. At one point he says, "I like your trucks," and all that went through my head was that meme of like, "Are you a cop?" <laughs> or the the hey hello fellow young people like just looking at a skateboard. I like your trucks. I was like, is that a compliment? Someone would give trucks. Uh, and then the the. Because then, it, so it turns out, so Walter, it used to be, and I know it's part of the character, is that he used to be this skateboard, but clearly that's not Ben Stiller doing those tricks in the background. No. Yeah. I do think he did a lot of the longboarding stuff, though. Ben Stiller seems like a guy who he, likes the longboarding. He, I, do, I know for a fact that he is into, like, some adventure sports. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he longboards. I know he mountain bikes. Uh, like, he's into that stuff. Yeah. Um, Maybe I would have bought it more if it was a if it was a bike. But just something about him on a skateboard. I was like, this is silly. Yeah, doing the kick flips and stuff in the background. That was yeah, definitely a pro. Yeah, um, yeah, that that yeah. I also don't think, and this, this isn't this isn't a negative. It's a nitpick. I don't think a kid's gonna trade that kind of cool looking longboard for a Stretch Armstrong doll. Dude, when you're in Greenland and you don't uh-huh. you've never seen a Stretch Armstrong, it looks like magic to you. Does it? I guess I guess I'm a guy who, who's grown up knowing that Stretch Armstrong is like an, an old toy. And you can tie your sister up with it from the '60s. Yeah, so what they could do with it. <laughs> yeah, that trade was weird. That was a weird trade. Was a weird trade. I, I, I don't yeah. think I, I, I. To me, that makes seems like Ben Stiller's out of touch. And he's like, oh no, they, they, yeah, they trade the Stretch Armstrong. I was like, no, you should have got something cool to give them. Your sister gifts you uh, a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> he's like, what the hell am I going to do with a Nintendo Switch? And then you end up in Iceland, and you get to trade your Nintendo Switch for a longboard. What was her reason for giving him that? It was his favorite toy as a child. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a nice gift. That is. Yeah, I mean, I, it's nostalgic, but I just don't think. Yeah, I, the the trade's not believable. The trade's not. Believable. But does that really make make the was that negative on the movie? No, no, nitpick. 
nitpick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, good point. You did. Not you, negative. Did, you did clarify your nitpick. It, yeah. It's a nitpick. <laughs> um, yeah, that was really it. What changes from the original worked, and what what didn't work between these two? You know, a remake. Um. I mean the the. I think the, I mean, just the modern, the, the, the modern camera work and stuff was a ma- yeah. massive, massive change. Um, plot wise, you know, we got treasure hunt over here. We got us kind of treasure hunt over here. Mm. Um, but it worked. It was a, it, it was a, they, they kept the theme, but they did change the vehicle. Yeah. And so I think that did work as, as part of the changes. Okay. We're not going to get into this. You know, where's all these hidden treasures? We're, we're, he's there's this treasure he's been given to him. It's in his pocket the whole time. Yeah, I think that works for me. I think that's a that's a really cool thing they did as as you know changing kind of the plot device. Yeah, a little bit. True or false? I went on Etsy to see uh, to look for vintage trifold wallets. True, true. I saw that. I was like, that's a cool wallet. <laughs> yeah, that was I, a good. I, I like wallet. that wallet. That was a cool I like that vintage looking looking wallet. Yeah, I so I like the plot of the first one that Walters pulled into like this kind of a more exciting adventure. But for what this movie was and the fact that it was a drama, not a comedy, I don't I don't think that would have worked for this. So I like that it was just kind of this. No, this guy he's he's just gotta go he's gotta go do this stuff yeah. for him. Um, I don't think Ben Stiller, you know, meeting. Kristen Wiig, who's actually involved in some sort of, you know, men following her on the train and, and hidden jewels. I don't think that would work for a drama. Like, that, we do that, and now you're just, like, in a comedy. Yeah, I mean, I, the the changes were made for, you know, a more modern audience, and and, mm. and it were I think they're, they're all smart. Yeah. They're all smart changes. Yeah, and, and thematically... Changing the movie and just saying, you know, we're, we're taking this concept of this guy, but, yeah, we're going to make it into this Christmas family adventure movie. Yeah. Yeah. Versus, uh, you know, we're not going to have Ben um, uh, scatting. Right. Didn't need that. What, what's that thing Danny K does every... Patakada, 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 or whatever in all his yeah. daydreams. Yeah, that's what that's about, right? What's the point of this shit? Because he can do it. <laughs> I, can, I can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so this movie, so Walter Mitty, so it came out in 1947, it, uh, there were several attempts to remake this movie, dating back to 1995. Uh, the studio had the rights and, uh, tried several times and just would always fall through. Um, directors, uh, attached to, uh, remake this movie included Ron Howard and Steven Spielberg, and actors signed on to do the movie, uh, and then all falling out for various uh, reasons, included Jim Carrey back in 1995, and then again in 2000. Owen Wilson was considered uh, back when this was made in 2000, or back in 2010. You also had Mike Myers in 2005, and Sasha Baron Cohen agreed to star in the movie and then dropped out, and this was in 2010. Hmm. Um, Would you be interested in any of those? Well, let's see... Uh, Ron Howard went on the, and they made fun of uh, Benjamin Button. That's a Ron Howard, wasn't it? No, that's um, David Fincher. David Fincher. Um, starring wise, 
1995 Jim Carrey? I mean, I, I don't think Ron Howard or Spielberg could have done this movie better, directed this movie better than Ben Stiller. I'll say that. I think they're great directors. Yeah. Maybe better, but I don't think they could have done this movie in particular better. Actor-wise... Uh, I think all three... The way Ben Stiller ended up doing it, I feel like he did a very Ron Howard, Steven Spielberg-esque movie. Sure. I feel like they yeah. all aiming for the yeah, same movie. Yeah, absolutely. If he turned this into Zoolander... I might have thought, man, Spielberg might have turned this into more of a, this like sweeping, whimsical. But that, but that's what we got with Stiller. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, if if Jim Carrey does it, yeah, you know, acts in it, and he and he goes like, uh, you know, Truman Show Jim Carrey or or The Majestic, yeah. If we get that level of Jim Carrey, could have been, he could have been great. Yeah, it's interesting that he was involved with this. For 1995 Jim Carrey, where, and it was right after The Mask, and I don't think you would have got this no, type of it, movie. No, it would have been crazy. Yeah. It would have been nuts. It, yeah, it would have been, slaps that comic. He would have been climbing out of the ass end of rhinos <laughs> yeah. and shit. Uh, he would have done the, he would have done the, yeah, he would with his rubber face. But then he comes again in 2000, yeah, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Jim Carrey, I think that'd be a, that'd be a, Really good movie, yeah. Um, Owen Wilson, I, you know, he can, you know, he does the um, wedding crashes, but you know, he, he, Midnight in Paris. I think he could do. It, yeah. It's a different movie. It, it's probably not as big scale. I, I just don't see Owen Wilson in the big scale. He can do it. He's he's too quippy. Yes, yeah. I think and, and I, I like Owen Wilson, too, but he's just too quippy. Yeah, yeah. His personality. Yeah. I I don't buy him as a Walter Mitty type. Right, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think he could play a, um, you know, the, the uh, a guy who, who his life is very boring and daydreams. Like, he, he, he's like, no, Owen Wilson's a cool guy. Um, Mike Myers, 2005, I think it, it uh, wouldn't work. Yeah, we, I'm, the, the, the time, the doors have closed, yeah. Mike Myers, it's not, yeah. And then Sasha Baron Cohen's an interesting one. I think he's a very good actor. Interesting, yeah. He's not. He's he's not he's not Jim Carrey, at, at the height of Jim Carrey at the at, at Jim Carrey's most popular peak, which is you know nineteen ninety five two thousand. Sasha Baron Cohen's never never there. You know he's Borat, but you know he's not. Yeah, I don't even know if he's the biggest movie star as Ben Stiller. No, no, it, it better. I mean, nominated for Academy Award. I when he shows up in the very few things he shows up, I think he's a really good actor. But you know, Ben Stiller has a success, uh, a track record of leading a movie. Yeah, and Sasha Baron Cohen doesn't have that. That'd be a very weird film to, you know, Ben Stiller directed, but starring Sasha Baron Cohen in two thousand ten for Christmas release. I just yeah, you know, who's the star of that movie? I don't know, man. It'd be interesting. No. Yeah. Uh, let's see man I think it'd work though though wouldn't it I think it'd be a good movie it may not like Ben Stiller directing Sasha Baron Cohen maybe not a hit but maybe a good movie yeah I, I think that would be I think I think if it's Sasha Baron Cohen directed by Ben Stiller it's a financial not a success but it's a movie that you kind of discover later yeah and you yeah, it's like, oh man, look at this little hidden gem. See what I have Walter yeah. Mitty. Yeah. Um, 
Would you like to see this a sequel to the Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Secret Life of Walter Mitty two. No more no, secrets. No, I'm good. I think I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. He's unlocked that part of his uh, his his soul, and his life will be uh, better for it. We don't need to see him. Um, yeah, you know, actually, I, I think one thing that could have made uh, this movie better for me, and I, I took a note right after I got done watching it, was I think I think a, a better ending. Uh, at first, I didn't. I, I couldn't remember if we actually saw what the photo was. Yeah, and I was thinking, oh, I think they leave the photo like ambiguous, yeah. and, I, and I like that. But then we saw it, and I'm like, actually, man, that's good. Like, yeah. that, that's really good. That's good Especially like, I'm like, man, Sean O'Connell's cool. You know, yeah. that, that's just a cool move. But I think this movie for me would have been better had um, Walter not ended up with the woman. It just ends with like... I thought it was really... Yes, I, I, I too also... I thought, thought it would have been better. She does get... She gets back with her husband the way he thought it was. But he has this new sense of self and realizes he's got to put himself out there. Yeah, I, I thought that would have been a better ending when when they they wrapped it up and then and then they, I feel like they had like three wrap ups to this movie. Yeah, the third wrap up, the final one with Kristen Wiig, I'm like, it didn't really. I, I'd rather that yeah. not have happened. And it makes more sense that he's putting a lot of stuff on his dating profile and not his application because I don't know if jumping from a helicopter into shark and guess the waters. Goes on your resume. Well, he was applying for the next Jackass movie, Mark. Oh, okay. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, because it was uh, you know 16 years as, as a negative assessor or whatever for Life magazine, and then underneath it was longboarding and jumping into. Used to have a mo- and used to have a mohawk. Yeah. It would have been he would have been a shoe in for uh, Knoxville. Would have been like, yeah, you're hired. Hey, I'm Walter Mitty, and this is Jackass Three. <laughs> uh, Here's my friend Stevo. Yeah. Uh, would you like to see a remake to Walter Mitty? Not, not yet. I think we're. Yeah, I thought about it, about taking that initial plot of Walter Mitty and doing. While well, this was a, a family adventure drama, Christ, you know, Christmas time movie, a, a feel good, you know, you go, maybe you remake it into a comedy, a broad comedy, yeah. You know? The Walter Mitty gets pulled into this life, you know, this crime, whatever, you know, espionage and spies and jewels. But then I thought, I was like, well, that's just the plot of a lot of movies. You know, that, 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 that's a ton of comedy. That's, yeah. That's a, that's a lot of, like, Megan McCarthy movies. Right, yeah. Most McCarthy movies is, is oh, oh, she worked a desk, but she wanted to be a, a spy, but now she gets to be a spy. Or Ed Helms made a bunch of these, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that's just the plot of comedy We're movies. always spinning it back to Ed Helms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'd be a Walter Mitty. That's a guy I buy as a Walter Mitty. Not Owen Wilson, Ed Helms. He's a Walter Mitty that, that at the end of the movie, it turns out, it was all a daydream. He never gets to do anything exciting. <laughs> She plays his damn banjo. <laughs> um, yeah, so I... Yeah, you don't really need to remember Walter Mitty. They just... That's called movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fish out of water. It's, exactly. Um, yeah. Ordinary people having to do extraordinary things. It's... Tale as old as time. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't need to see her. I don't need to see a, the secret life of Walter Mitty. Unless it's just like a dark thriller. 
a dark noir. It's a serial murder. Yeah. It's a serial killer show. It's uh it's it's the next season of True Detective. <laughs> it's it's the next season of Dexter. Yeah, Walter Mitty. <laughs> <laughs> um Let's see. Okay. Uh so no remake. Do you need to see the original before seeing The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? No, I, I don't think so at all. Yeah, and I think uh, America agrees because I don't think people knew this was a remake. I had I had no idea. Yeah. I I did know that it was a book. Well, I didn't know it was a short story. Yeah. Um, I knew it was a book. I'd never read. I've never read read the, or read the short story. Yeah. I had until you mentioned it last week. I had no clue it was a remake. Adam. Yeah, that was kind of a fun find. Yeah. I was uh, trying to find a movie for this, thinking, well, Ben Sillers must have done it, but we've done. You know, we did Zoolander two. We did Meet the Fockers. And we were going to do The Heartbreak Kid. I, there has to be one more. Yeah. So we like Walter Mitty. Uh, ben Stiller, the king of the remake. King of the remake. Um, which movie are you rewatching first out of these two? The the Ben Stiller. Yeah. For sure. I, I'm not sure I could ever go back to that other one. No. I, I just... I did not. I did not enjoy it, my time. I, I... I didn't like really either movie that much, but... The Ben Stiller one is—it's the better movie. It's a perfectly fine. It's a perfectly fine movie, um, and yeah, it's, it's much better than the original movie. Where the original, I just—I was, I stayed through the whole Ben Stiller movie. I, I watched it. I paid attention to the whole thing. I was literally fast forwarding through parts of the 1947 movie, uh, and finally, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, 2013. Did we need it? I'm going to say we did. I mean, I just, I like Ben Stiller movies, so, yeah, I think we did need it. Yeah, I think it's the, it's the better movie, it's a perfect fine movie, as I said, it is kind of a movie, I think came in 2013, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it, so I guess, you know, conversationally or to the history of movies, we didn't need it, because it's not a movie that people come back to, but for adapting the story, it's the better movie. I think you did need a remake. That the Secret Life of Walter Mitty uh, wasn't very good. This is the type of movie you remake. You take a movie from 1940 that's uh, uh, not very good, although 497th uh, greatest movie of all time, <laughs> and you remake it with Ben Stiller. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna keep his name in mind when we when we do uh, the next uh, remake or sequel. We we'll say, oh, could they remake it now? Why not, Ben Stiller? Put Ben in it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, so if you have thoughts on The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, you can email us at dbtgpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, the Instagram, all those places. Uh, rate, review, iTunes, all that. Uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with another movie. I don't know what it is. We haven't decided yet. No, but I was just thinking, man, we we got a couple more Ben Stiller movies to get on this show. Have you thought? You, you got Well, more, I right? mean, if we can ever get Heartbreak Kid. Yeah. And then... Night Museum. Oh, it's true. We even touched those. Museums. You know what? I, I'm sure he's. Well, he's a voice in all those Madagascar movies. Oh, we know we're not doing those. Okay. <laughs> Unless you want to. We've kind of stayed away from cartoons, though. We have. Yeah. Yeah, we have stayed away. There's um, so many. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's a genre I, I don't I don't pull to. But you know, hey, if someone was like, "Hey, you guys really need to do Toy Story," I guess I could watch Toy Story too. I don't know. Maybe there's four of them, right? Is there four now? I think there's four of them. Wow. Yeah, maybe five. I saw three because I remember I saw Toy Story three in three D. Oh, yeah. when three D movies were hitting the 
hitting the screens. Yeah. Not worth it. No. No, I don't need to see anything coming at me. I when we get uh, what's the Avatar Avatar two? I'm not buying a 3D ticket to that. I gotta Who say, once James Cameron, man, I did see that in the IMAX 3D, yeah. and I thought it was spectacular. I think it's the best version of 3D that I've ever seen in theater, um, but I, I, I don't need it. Yeah, I I need to revisit that movie, uh-huh. but yeah, I don't think I'm gonna see Avatar. To I'm not gonna do that again. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm probably just go flat. It was very cool, but some of his, it's that thing that 3D movies where they just, you're just doing it just to do it. At one point, like there's a cool scene where you're in the theater and then there's like an auditorium scene and it, it makes it feel like you're part of the auditorium. I was like, oh, that's cool. But then there's a scene where the guy's running and it's just a close up of his heels. And kicking up grass. Yeah, it's like, it, you're just doing that to show off your 3D technology. And, you know, the interesting thing, though, too, with Avatar is it was shot in real 3D. Uh-huh. So there's real 3D, and then there's post-3D. Most of the movies that are are 3D are post-3D, and they just, and they don't work. Yeah. Uh, the ones that are shot in real 3D do work. His, his But I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Like, do I really need to see a guy's feet? Exactly. No. No, if, if it's not Quentin Tarantino, I don't need to see picture feet in a film. Oh yeah, man! You hear you hearing these rumors about the Tarantino cut of of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh, twenty hours, baby! Twenty hours. I think uh, they could I think Mar- uh, Margot Robbie was joking oh, okay. that there's a Tarantino cut. She's like, we got twenty hours of, of magnificence or I something. Forget, I forgot I was gonna. Yeah, that was, that was one of my uh, questions. I was gonna keep adding to this was. Do we need to see the Ben Stiller cut of Walter Bitty? But uh, <laughs> each week I keep forgetting to ask the question of Do we need to see the director cut? Uh, yeah. So, we'll, we'll put our heads together. Maybe another Ben Stiller movie. Maybe another Sean Penn cameo movie. Maybe another Kristen Wiig movie. Maybe another Daydream movie. I don't know. There's so many uh, movies. They just keep making them. <laughs> uh, uh, until then, it's been Don't Be That Guy. Guy to Sequel Remakes. Infinite Movies. <laughs>